Hello and welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy, anime host. So today I'm joined by a returning guest in Tori, one of my best friends, and David. David is he's making his debut today. And then we have a special guest in Amaka. We haven't heard from her in ages. So Amaka was on the first episode of the Essential Blue podcast, but we never got to have her again. So I'm so glad to have you again, Amaka. How you doing? How you guys doing? Fine. Fine. Thank you. It's been a while. Doing well. Good to be here. Yeah, bro. Welcome, David. It's been ages, man. It's been ages. Tori, how you doing? It's been crazy. We last had you on episode one for this season. So yeah. How you doing, Tori? Uh I'm good, thank you. Not very good, but I'm surviving. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do we start from? So, I mean, obviously, if you're a Chelsea fan, you know what we're talking about. It's going to be difficult to dissect this in a, in an objective way, but we'll try. I mean, we could talk about the build-up to the game. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was feeling nervous playing Spurs. But watching Chelsea play Spurs today, I was like, what was I nervous for? But I don't know how you guys were feeling before, about the lineup and everything. Like, what was your reaction to the lineup? So when I saw the lineup and I saw Loftus Cheek, and I'm like, oh, okay, what's <laughs> going on? What's supposed to happen here? Um, okay, maybe it's just a cool way of telling the board that I need a centre back because right now, I think the only centre we have is Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, and Trevor Chaloba. And I don't know what Chaloba hasn't played this season, but. He got playing time last season. Yeah. And I would have loved for Tuku to trust him more. <laughs> I am still of the opinion that um he's young. This is the guy that just came from the academy last season. How many times do you see a top team like a Liverpool or City just bringing a player, especially in that centre-back position where you know he's very sensitive? You know, one thing about defending is that that's one of the most sensitive positions because any mistake you make is obvious. Like, he's very, yeah. very obvious. But yeah. for, you know, midfielders and central forwards, they can get away with some things. But as a defender, it's always very obvious when you make a mistake because it leads to a goal. So people will always remember that. So for me, I think from the way Chaloba played last season, you could see he's still a raw talent that needs guidance because I saw that guy and I'm like, oh, we, I think we have another John Terry in our hands because he, mm-hmm. whenever he gets comfortable in, in a match, he looks fearless and all that. So yeah. I, want, I would want Tuku to trust him more. Maybe it's too early for me, me to be complaining about game time for him because it's just two Premier League games. We'll we still play the cup games. There's still Champions League. So Chelsea has a lot of games to play. But, but, but then again, when I hear the amount that Leicester are requesting for Fofana, <laughs> and let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. I am not doubting that Fofana is a good defender, but is he really worth that amount? Are we desperate? Are we like doing a desperate buy-in? That wouldn't make sense. Because I watched that. See, I'm not just going to say I start watching a player because we are scouting for him. No. I watch Fofana. I'm not going to lie. He's a good defender. Last season, I had him in my FPL before that injury, that long-term injury that kept him out for a long time. Like, I always have Fofana in my FPL. That's to tell you how good he is. But at the end of the day, he's not, you know, there's something called you bring a player and he elevates your team. Fofana is not going to elevate Chelsea. Do you understand? He's going to be that player that comes and maybe get good. 
maybe like a Cahill. Because when we brought Cahill, Cahill was not going to be that player that elevates us. But somehow, because he had the likes of John Terry, you know, and he became very solid. So Fofana has the likes of Kulibali and Thiago Silva to learn from to become solid. So that's why I don't think that spending almost 18 million on Wesley Fofana is a good deal. Especially when we have a Chaloba that can learn from Kulibali and and Silva. I know some people are going to say, oh, uh, you're trying to compete with Liverpool and da 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 da. But truth is, at the end of the day, if you do not give these players opportunity and they go out there, it's still with Chelsea fans that will be like, ah, uh, the one that got away, uh, the one that he lets go. This coach is mad. God will punish uh, Mourinho. He sold Salah. But you know that this, these coaches are always under pressure because the fans are not even patient. So they want a fix. And that quick fix is going to cost us eight something million. Well, I digress. Back to the sports game. I saw the lineup. <laughs> I saw up to and I was really worried. I'm like, uh, is he sending a message to the board that he needs a centre back? Because I see uh, um, Cucurella and Rhys James, but and then when yeah. I see Cucurella and his performance today, I'm telling myself, oh boy, Chiwa has to come up with something out of this world because he's about to sit on the bench. Then for Loftus Cheek, for yeah, I was so impressed. Like today was so fantastic, yeah. So, but I saw the lineup and I was worried. But at the end of the day, you know, just like you told yourself. Uh, why was I worried about sports? We, mm, we didn't win that yeah. game because we didn't finish. We didn't have good finish at all. You know what sports? It doesn't matter who you buy. We're still the champions of England. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into all that. We'll get into Fofana. We'll get into Cucurella. We'll get into everything. Don't worry. But let me bring in David. David, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, good to have you, man. So, like, bro, like, I don't know. What was your reaction to the lineup? Because, like, going into the match, I don't know how you felt. I don't know how you felt. Oh. Well, um, I've, I'll just say, um, took a look at all the points we'll be hitting, and that would be nice. So I'd like yeah. if we could hit them possibly. So um, back to the lineup. Well, first of all, I was, I was surprised about um, Loftus Cheek coming in as right wing back. I tried thought yeah. it to be a it to be at Aspie there, but I was really glad with the way he played. Yeah. He really he was beating his man. Maybe if he can improve, when to release a cross. I went to play in that pass. He will be actually very good in that position. At least finally now he can, he can try work for his wages that he has been eating for a while now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, can I, mean, I say something that kind of disagrees with both of them said? Yeah, go on, go on. I was just going to say um, go, go on, yeah. Just to start with, I'm not surprised. I was never scared until like five minutes before the game. Spurs are the great. <laughs> we always beat them. And yeah. this is the first time in three years I didn't go to, to Spurs at the bridge because we always beat them. It's always yeah. crazy. And we always yeah. beat them. So yeah. I didn't think that would change. But when I saw the lineup here, in fact, it's the exact lineup I would go, I would go for because yeah. it was the lineup that we used against Madrid. Do you remember? Yeah. When yeah, we yeah. played them at Bernabeu. Yeah. And the reason why Tuchel does that, also to link it back to Amaka's point, is because... Yeah. When you have a winger that's really fast and really athletic like Son, you can't put them against Aspi because they'll sleep. Like, Aspi is not fast enough to keep up with somebody like Son and he's not athletic enough to keep up with Son. So that's the reason why Rich James is always has to be put in RCB and then Loftus-Cheek has to come into wing-back. 
even though Ruben played a lovely game, obviously, like I actually think he looks really good in that role. Yeah. I think that's exactly why we need Fofana. Because if we have Fofana, we won't have to be playing Risa RCB anymore. Well, yeah, I, I also you. kind of agree with what Maka said in terms of like, you know, maybe he should trust Aloba more. But in these kind of high intensity games, I don't know if I would, you know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he trusted him in the Carabao Cup final. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, mainly, yeah. You guys make fair points, really. It's, you know, it's about the cash and all that. But yeah, I promise you, we'll get into everything. Um, David, you want to say something before I change topic? Yeah, you know, I try. Why I was even really happy with Loftus, um, play yeah. his game at Radio yeah. was because he was actually taking on his man. I mean, that's one yeah. thing I can't say James is very good at. He was actually beating Sessionon and putting in. You're playing with him. Yeah, yeah, I was talking with Sessanon. Sessanon couldn't handle him. So I feel that actually works for Loftus because he has always been someone that doesn't have a 360 position awareness, you understand? So having yeah. a position that is just linear for him is actually best, in which he just needs to beat his man and run straight instead of being in the midfield in which you need to be quite aware of all your surroundings, you understand? Yeah. So um, I actually feel playing, the fact that we started with James straight out Right, September actually shows how much Tuchel is is improving, which is which is tactic and his um selection, his first eleven. Because I know yeah. if this was last season, we'd have probably taken a risk and said, you know what, let Aspi try his luck first with Son <laughs> before maybe <laughs> probably like half time switching back to James at right center <laughs> back. But we could clearly see James locked up. I didn't even know Son was in the game until yeah, bro, until, was... until he started taking the corners. And that was like second half. Yeah, so so mad. Mad. yeah, but let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go into the match because you know we have a lot to dissect. But don't worry, okay, we'll talk about all this. let's go into the match. So, Tori, let's do the usual. So, what moment stood out for you, and who was man of the match for you today? Hmm, what moment <laughs> stood out for me? There were lots of moments in that match, let me be honest. Yeah, I know it was very <laughs> fireworky, bro. But you know, I really liked Kulibali's goal, like, it was just very. You know, he just took it really, really well. You wouldn't ex- expect his center back to take it that like so one time, bam. Yeah. So like, Round I was him. really impressed by that. But yeah. obviously, I loved all of Tukul and Conte's fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that will probably be a moment of the match as well. But okay, I'm a cowboy. What, what moment? Uh, who was man of the match for you? Uh, my man of the match has to be Ngolo Kante. He was mm. everywhere, every as in I'm sure I would love to see his heat map for today's game. Uh, and the moment of the match for me was that handshake. Uh, Thomas Tuku, what the what the, what manner of handshake was that? Bro, like I love, I love, I love everything the about that. thirst first thing that came with the derby. I love that <laughs> handshake. And then during the interview, he said. But when you shake a man, a man should look you in the eye. So, Conte, next time you look people in the eye, I don't want yeah. problems. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that will probably be my moment of the match as well. The man of the match, I'm not too sure. I mean, maybe... Maybe Ruben. Maybe Jorginho. I'm not really too sure. But, David, how about you? One moment. Ask me Jorginho. Oh, please, man. Yeah. No, Jorginho, the- actually... Be- before the mistake, yeah. Jorginho played well. Having a good game. Yeah, he did. Yes. So, like I said... You know, mm-hmm. Jorginho, man, 
Anytime he's the last person, the last man in front of our defenders and we're trying to play out from the back, I get worried. Because yeah. all you need to get a mistake out of Jorginho is to cross him. Once he crosses Jorginho, he makes a mistake. And he did that quite a lot last season, you know, costing us games and all that. You press no, him and he really the ball. You are not a messy. So why are you trying to draw those skills in your 18-yard box? Kick the mm-hmm. ball out. So the yeah. thing is that Jorginho is not... He had all the time to kick the ball out. He had all the time to kick the ball out. I can't blame Jorginho for that because I, actually the goal should have stood. Blame me, blame me. It's my fault. Blame me, please. <laughs> you had all the time to kick the ball to throw in or kick it for anywhere. And you were just messing around in your 18-yard box. For what? Yeah, sir. I do want... I thought... Well, let me just... So um you have to just take the good with the bad. Jorginho has never been someone that gets the ball and just boots it without trying to have any purpose. Of course, I was pissed the fact that he was playing with it in that record, that yeah. surrounding, that dangerous zone. Mm. When you when he reiterates the fact that that goal shouldn't have stood, I mean you just brush it off. He had a very good game. Um a lot can be said about Yes, that chance, but it was he had a very good game. Things like that happen in matches. You understand? I mean, my moment of the match would have probably been I know this will be weird, but it's probably when Harvard finally started to show some kind of yeah, some kind of fight fight, you understand? Right, to get yeah. it off. Even though he had a chance he could have scored, but the fact he started to understand the meaning of the derby and he started to really Get the beef for Mary. I really, I really got off myself. Like, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you understand? yeah. Me too. I do agree. Yeah, that was lovely. Actually. My man of the match, of yeah. course, would be Kante. People were mm-hmm. calling he finished saying, finished saying, finished saying, his one leg is still better than 90% of midfielders <laughs> all over the world. Uh, I mean, Bro. Let's this is Kante. He can literally dominate the whole midfield. We've seen it. Yeah. And that's what he did today. Yeah. And to be told, to, to share with us as classing contained the tactics. I knew swear, man. Like, off, knew to switch it back body on. language, man. It's contains body language. I never language, knew. Just like perplexed. I'm very serious. He was lost. Until he switched to a four. That's when... Yeah. That's yeah, when they dude. finally had the ball because they were overloading us in the midfield. But, I mean, you know, I didn't know Bentacon, Hoiberg were actually even playing. Never seen us yeah, but can move I- people around. Can I say this for my moment of the match? I want to change it to Sterling. So, who do you guys remember that Sterling chance when he had a chance to pass Cucurella? I think that was the moment of the match for me because if he, obviously, we all like Sterling and all that, but if he made a good decision in that area, I would have probably won that game. There was no need for him to go for the goal. Yes, he's trying to get his first goal and all that, be greedy. But in that particular moment, I felt all he had to do was roll that ball to Cucurella and Cucurella probably, you know, have a shot or goal. But... We move, I guess. <laughs> but for me, that was the moment of the match. I know what you guys think about that Sterling chance, if you remember. Uh, well, we could we could pick a lot of chances Sterling had. I mean, the one that Robin drove into the box, laid it up. I expect him to just slot it to the right side. And yeah, yeah, game, yeah. There was yeah. also a chance in which Gallagher did not want to shoot with his left, which was and he laid it up for Mount. I almost <laughs> feel as if he has he had too much respect there or have the balls to take it by himself. There was another one in which Mount played him in. And yeah. he could have played it again, but he decided to pass again. So 
<laughs> Let's just say that match was supposed to be ours, but I'm not surprised. Honestly, the ref honestly. took it away from us. Yeah, Amaka, what do you think? I mean, Amaka and Torre, what do you guys think? No, you go on, don't worry. Yeah, I was like, Amaka, what do you think like, about that sterling chance and all that? I mean, there were so many like fine details to this match that it hurts that we didn't win, you know, because <sighs> I don't know where it starts from, like... Well, like Honestly. I said, we need to, we need to, you know, like, that's why I like, I, I think the likes of City and Liverpool are still way ahead of every other person because those guys do not stop until the final whistle. You know, I remember when people used to liken Liverpool to heavy metal football. They keep yeah. coming at you. They keep going. There's no, in fact, they never slow down until the final whistle. So for, for, for Chelsea, you need to learn how to have that killer, like that monstrous mentality. Finish up. You know, in Mortal Kombat, they will tell you, finish him. That's exactly yeah. what we should be doing to teams. You want to, as in, like we like, we 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 bended spores over, but we refuse to you know fuck them and give them orgasm today, and it's just very very crazy. Sorry, oh, why did I say rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. As I was saying, we needed to actually like make sport as if we needed to beat sports convincingly today so that yeah. we bring out that fear because yeah. some some people i i hear arsenal fans and united fans beginning to murmur or say things <laughs> that on a normal day when season starts you know that like if you check all of those them pundits and the list they released this year for you know mm. possible winners you see liverpool city liverpool you know top four none of them even put chelsea there and that is embarrassing because of how we are we needed to be sports today to bring back that fear factor. But our performance today should tell people that Omo, we are still in it. But like I said, Sterling and all of those chances is the reason why at the end of the day, you are not so confident as a Chelsea fan because finish off those chances and we will not even be discussing all this and to you get all this or that because it's I three points. So yeah. at the end of the day, those attackers give me headache and I am tired of them. Like... No matter what the defense of me, if those people are not finishing off the chances they get, I know that we are not creating much because sometimes you see all these wingers run and go back, they don't make the true pass. But the ones you get, for goodness sake, just finish it off so that we we we, we, we need to finish games off. There's a problem. We, we leave it at one nil, forgetting that one nil can easily become one one. We need to finish off team and kill their morale and let them know that there's no coming back in this game because when you don't finish it off. He keeps giving them the confidence to keep coming at you. But imagine we were 3-0 against Omo. That's game over. Like, you are not having no confidence, even if you, like, bring hard. But when you leave it at 1-0 and then you become, what's the word, lackadaisical and you're not... Look, man, our attackers need to do better. Um, I don't I don't even want to be watching game this season and be complaining. Like, I don't have strength. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is, you know, see, yeah, I watch Chelsea week in, week out. And the, there's a key difference between this game that we watched today mm-hmm. and the other games yeah thing about mm-hmm. Chelsea is as soon as we score we sleep mm-hmm. but i won't lie i didn't really sense that today I'm, I'm not going to lie to you maybe in the final moments of the match fair enough but at least when we scored the first goal we kept on going which i think shows that there has been a mentality shift at least in the squad you know, they look hungrier. They yeah. look like they actually want to do this, which I really, I give them credit for. My only thing is that, like Amaka said, yeah. the attackers need to start, someone like Havertz here, he needs to know that if I'm only getting two chances a game, I need to, I need to bag one of them. 
See, Harvard, yeah. you guys know that Harvard missed the most big chances of everybody last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in no, the no. entire Premier League, it was Harvard. I don't know about Premier League, but I know in Chelsea, yeah, in Chelsea. No, I what in Chelsea? In Premier League, in depend in um what they call it against how many minutes were played. Mm. So my own is just that if you just can't be doing that. Because as much yeah. as we say, oh, the creativity isn't there, our attackers are wasteful. Because we had so many good balls today, especially with Kukukuku was cooking. Mount 2 was cooking. Everybody was, all of the people behind them were cooking. But I don't understand why you just won't get your head up and shoot. And things you can't just shoot. You have to shoot with the determination that you're going to score. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. lots of the times I see Harvard's doing weak shots. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't do that here. Like, yeah. when, you, when you saw a ball leaving Drogba's foot, you knew that it was going somewhere. Mm. So I feel like we need to work on their confidence. They need to start. This is, I feel like now it's no longer a... It's, it's become an attitude thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's going beyond technicality and creativity is is too long we've been talking about this attacker thing like amaka said for way yeah, too long it's too long yeah i mean to be fair i didn't realize our defenders scored today it's just when you, as you guys were speaking and i realized okay james and kulibali exactly. goals for us like yeah yo but i mean i don't know what you guys think about our first incident i mean to be fair i spoke to some people and they're like oh um what's his name Bent, uh, you know, let's let's not delve too much. They were like, "Oh, Bentokor touched the ball a bit." But let me remind you guys: Do you remember one Southampton game where yes. we won one? Remember when they rewon they, they our goal? Remember, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wasn't that the same scenario, the same situation that happened today? Because it was clear as a foul. See, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Oh, because they did it to us, we should have done it to them or whatever. Back then, it was the wrong thing to do. So yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say that they should have chucked off the goal, but I'm saying that it was a clear foul on Havertz. It was a clear foul. like <laughs> It was a clear and, foul on Havertz. And if you want to say, okay, yes, you know, shit happens in football, no problem. We'll give you the first one. But the second one is just unexplainable. Like, no, the second happening? one, that goal should have... Like, it's crazy. That second one was crazy because they literally pulled his... That's a red card in any I other agree. part of... At any other time. Literally, the foul was caused by the pulling that's the end of the that's the end of that play like that's the end there's no meant to be a second corner there's, even the first corner is not meant to have counted immediately he saw Cocorella's hair being pulled that's the end of that play yeah. and that's the end of yeah. our game because the more corners that they were getting the more disoriented the, the back line was going to be because first of all yeah. you removed you changed the formation so everybody's positioning on, on defending corners would have changed Immediately, Romero did that. That was supposed to be the end of that game. You see that I guy? Taylor? Nah. <laughs> I always yeah. knew that guy that the gender against us, man. It was just absolutely waffling. And then the like the foul on Harvard. Like, what the hell, man? You, you can't tell me he didn't go to Harvard to get that ball. I don't even know. <laughs> man, that linesman was on. You know, you know the funny part is he had to make that foul. It was a tactical yeah. foul. Because exactly. if he didn't make the foul, Harvard would have been in on goal, one-on-one with the keeper. So, that's even a yellow card. Like, yeah. and, I mean, then, and then the goal by Hoiberg. Like, don't they usually do that thing that they will make, um, they will take a view yeah, of yeah. the keeper's view? Life, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before they, like, they didn't even check it. What, what kind of rubbish is that? You could clearly see Mendy trying to look around Richarlison before Mendy, the ball was Mendy, released. Mendy was like, Mendy was saying, What was that? 
Richarlison was offside. <laughs> even if it was Mendy, Mendy was supposed to have held Anthony Taylor. Like, what kind of rubbish was that? And he was in, he was blocking his view. That's why, if you watch the replay, Mendy is so slow to react. Exactly. Because he can't of, I, was, I was already eating Mendy alive for allowing such that go coming. Exactly. And then I saw the view that Richardson was clearly in his front and blocking his view. Are you fucking me? And they said they checked for offside with the VR and they didn't see anything. Nah. It was clearly offside. Like, clearly. <laughs> Amaka, what do you think? I mean, let's <laughs> get your opinion on what, what this in the game. The officiating was, you know, very terrible. Like, but we know sometimes those officiating comes in your team favor. Yeah. yeah. So when it when is in your favor, you rejoice. When it's not, of course, you have every right to complain. But some some calls today were just terrible, terrible calls. Like so, like you know that. I think they should investigate that game. Well, and you know when they were investigating Thomas Tuchel and told him, "Oh, you won't be coaching against Leeds next week," or meaning you won't be on the touchline, and he was like, "That's bad." Because, and then he says, "Oh, that's terrible because the referee will be ref will be officiating a game. Why he, yeah. he won't be, you know, coaching because exactly." If, what what so, I want to oh ask is, is there really a repercussion for referees when they get these calls wrong? Or mm-hmm. they just wipe it because as Venga has asked this question before, there should be punish some sort of punishment for referees. You know, after they go back and see that some calls actually are bullshit. You make all the things that cost a team something, and at the end of the day, you know, the highest FA can come and do it and tell you, Oh, we apologize. See what happened with Everton last season with that Manchester City. Well, the, the, the penalty call. You know, that penalty call that they didn't give, that Rodri clearly handled the ball, at the end of the day, all they had to come and do is to say they apologise to Everton. And that one point could have... See how they battled relegation. That one point could have counted for them at some point. So, do you so, get? so at the end of the day, officials yeah. should have some sort of punishment. That way, you, 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 you when you're officiating a game, you're more careful. My question is, okay, that Kai Havertz issue, let's even leave that. But how do you go to VAR, watch that Kukurela incident? Like, you watch it. Like... And watch it again, and watch it again. And then you tell yourself <laughs> as a referee that it's okay. You okay, understand? Decrease. Like You decrease. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> because is that they have their zone, you know. Maybe it was some distance before the goal, so you can't go and call uh, the foul. Then the Richarlison blocking Mendy's view. I can't even leave that. But this is like Kukurela. Like, you practically dragged him on the head. Brought him yeah, down. So yeah, that is yeah. Like, once it happens when they're taking a free kick or corner kick or something, once that sort yeah. of thing happens, I see referees, you just blow the whistle and that's the end. They, exactly. they just free kick. Exactly. So what uh, the hell was that? So let's be that Ugan officiate another game, yeah. After that stupid call, why Tuku will not now be on the touchline to coach? Imagine. Like there was no need to send both of them off, in my opinion, because in reality, what happened? Nothing happened. They shook hands and people came and you know, nothing really happened. But let me say this. Um, I know Tori wants to Tori, go on actually. I know you want to say something. Go on. Oh no, I just want to say that my frustration is that it's always Anthony Taylor. Like it's actually yeah. always him. And I don't like I don't understand. It's become it's become a pattern to the point that yeah. it has to be investigated. Because it's because yeah. you know the thing is, as soon as we saw that he was the one officiating it, we knew we were not going to win. Because we yeah. knew every single time it's always him that has to make a dodgy call against yeah. us. Why is this yeah. always you? Yourself. Bro, the, the, Why the is it you? 
step up, man. And we need to have referee interviews, to be fair. Because maybe... Because, you know the thing, yeah? I, I, I don't feel... I don't enjoy talking about referees you get. Like, this should not be a conversation. It's meant to be like, okay, we talk about the game and all that. Because, like, it's just frustrating. The more I talk about it, it makes me annoyed. <laughs> it's just frustrating. This should not be, like, a conversation. It's just... It's, they, we should have more referee interviews or whatever moving forward. But, um, yeah... This episode will not be put to justice if I don't ask Amaka this question. Amaka, I don't know if you remember the last time you were on this podcast, we spoke about Ruben Loftus cheek. So I'm curious to know what you think about him now. Because obviously, you know, we all said, me and the major were like, okay, we think that he's washed and he doesn't have a career at Chelsea anymore. But now, what can you say, what can you say about Ruben? Well, one thing about Ruben Loftus cheek is that I like, I'm the type that, oh, if I say something wrong, I like to go back and bite my tongue and say, no, I got it wrong. You know, because <laughs> actually, um, after that injury, he looks like, uh, you know, players, when they come back from injuries like that, they, they play like they are unsure. Like they're actually scared. They don't go into tackles. They are careful. And the truth is that he's, he's called, you know, what's that? Is it PTSD and the rest of them? And I understand where he's coming from because... Myself, and as, a, as an example, after I had an accident driving a trailer, dragging me all the way, as in, to drive, I'm always scared. Like So I get mm-hmm. where he's coming from. So for me, I think uh, for, for Ruben, you know, he's actually trained and worked on himself. And he became, like last season, the little cameos he made, like he, he wasn't fantastic, but he wasn't bad. But then again, if Tumostuku is bringing him in, like today, you know, against pause, you decide to start him. Because when I saw him in the lineup, my mind was like, waiting they occur. But at the end <laughs> of the day, the, the coach sees him in training and trusts that he can do the job. And he actually mm. showed us that he can do the job. Like, I'm, I'm really, really impressed. And the fact that he played in a position that is not naturally where he would want to play and he still bodied it, that is a player that is willing, you know, just like Victor Moses was willing under Conte. To yeah. play as, as, you know, those sort of things give coaches joy because it means that you're willing to work hard for the team, even though you're not playing in your preferred position. And those kind of players are players that will get the game time, not the ones that their ego is too big and they are they, people like Pulisic and Boy that think that yeah. they are larger than life. Meanwhile, they should be playing for Preston North End and Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Amaka used the exact word. I love, I love, I love the love to stick. I see now. I hope he continues like this because that will actually mean that we have one more quality player that Chelsea can count on. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Tori, I know you have a lot to say about Pulisic and um Cho, but let me go to David. David, like, how are you looking at for this um Spurs game? As Spurs leads this Leeds game. Oh, oh, can I say this to Amaka? Amaka, I think um Ruben, I think Ruben's best position now is right wing back. But yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm serious. Yeah, I think that's the best position. I think that's no, the best no, but position. I would love to see Ruben as a 10. I would love to see that guy as a 10. Like, as a 10. Like, what Wamata was doing for us. I think he will cook. But the truth is that he can't. There are so many options that he won't even get the opportunity. It's not even about options. I don't think. It's just like how I don't want to see Mountain. They don't have the split passes. There's a chance he had. I think he was supposed to play. No, 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 no. Where he has to go wide. You see, the thing about Loftus Cheek, I think if he plays at a 10, eh, he will definitely be shooting and become a Frank Lampard. I, I'm telling you. Ruben, I mean, yeah. to be fair, David, 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 um, David shared this point a while ago. 
I don't know if it's David. But I know he, David. I'm correct, right? You shared this point. Like there was a time you shared this point that Ruben should yeah. play as a ten. I've said it before. I can play as a ten because he has the physicality. Yeah, but David, what do you think about this Leeds game? Like, what do you think? Because, like Amaka said, Anthony Taylor doesn't. Does Anthony Taylor does not have the right to 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 ref to officiate the next game after this appalling him and his linesman. Let's not forget his linesman as well. They after this appalling um, display. Be honest, we've been stalling or not getting that guy banned from our matches by now. I hope this. I hope these new owners will take it serious. I, I pray. I pray investigate it because, like, I'm just. I'm. I'm baffled. I'm baffled. That's why. I'm See, baffled. I can give that's... pause. I can give pause the first goal. You understand? Goal. Let's just. Let's just say it's positive. Let's give them to go. But I see that second goal in which he literally saw it in his front. He yeah. saw Romero pull him. That, that doesn't really make sense. You are meant to he's meant to blow the whistle and end that that side that uh, play. That, and, see, uh, uh, that that's fact, that thing should just be taken into context and should be used to sue him and investigate on why he didn't blow the whistle right there. So he has to explain if he was blind or something. Um, let me come to story. Sorry. Um, you know what this well, what David just said on Amaka as well. Um about the VAR, right? What I'm thinking of Mike Dean did was maybe like he thought, okay, look, he was telling because obviously Anthony Taylor paused to, you know, say, look, something's happening, referees are checking something, yeah. But like I think what Mike Dean was like, okay, look, something happened, but I don't think it's worthy enough to be a red card. Therefore, let play carry on. Does that make sense to you, Tori? No, I mean, yeah. The other thing is, yeah. You mm-hmm. don't want to overturn what the person on the field has said. That's the yeah. thing. With VAR, it's not meant to, what they call it, it's not meant to overpower the... It's meant to be an assistance to the person on mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. Anthony Taylor didn't see anything wrong with it. So Mike Dean didn't want to be like, oh yeah, there's actually something... Unless he felt like he had made a serious error. The fact that he doesn't feel like he made a serious error is crazy to me. But I can understand why he didn't say anything about it. I don't even... I mean, I don't care about the red card. My own is that it was a foul and that we should have had possession. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, VAR can't interfere unless it's penalty and red card. Yeah, I know. I think that's all offside as well. So, that's... Yeah, exactly. I can can get that. My problem is Mm -hmm. that ordinarily is a red card that is violent play you can't pull somebody by the hair all the way down to the floor you could see how upset kukurea was about it like you can't do that and just you know and you know the comments were saying is remember somebody that loves to play in the dark arts he loves doing rubbish so like so it doesn't surprise me that it's him that was the one that was in the firing line for this but anyway, I mean, I can understand this, but I still think that that's something that they need to look over and ask themselves. Because yeah. the truth is, these three points, we're mm-hmm. going to feel it later in the season. That's mm-hmm. the truth. When we need the points for something, whether it be top four or challenging for the league or whatever, yeah. we, would, we, we would wish that we had three points here. So, like, you can't just do these things and just and just move on with your life. The only thing I can say is that um, if it's definitely going to affect on the title charge later, I can bank on Tottenham to steal it from Liverpool or City, and then probably us landing in their house and bullying them again. This time officially clear. So uh, definitely, it's bad to lose it, but 
we have to just take it and move forward from here. I mean, before the game, I was very much afraid that we're not up on fitness on sports on Tottenham's level of the way yeah. they play. But um, <laughs> this game definitely showed me that we can up the numbers going into the Leeds game. We can definitely win the league. <laughs> we can definitely win the league. I mean, it just depends on. The, obviously, we need a DM. You know, can't if we can DM. get. We need yeah, a DM. Honestly, we really need a DM. I, I never really say DM because I mean we've done things with these two pivots already. I can only say that if we get Frankie, I mean, yeah. Before I wasn't on, I wasn't all hype about him and everything, but I've been watching him recently, and my God. Well, going let's if we follow through your points, going into the Leeds game, Tuchel is not yeah. there, but it's Leeds. Um, as long as and it's not as if they play as they were doing under um that former coach, they play a little bit pragmatic now. So uh, I, I see us dismantling them. It's just who's going to who's going to pair up with um Jojo. You know, that's my issue. Definitely, I don't see lost us. So I, I try to think we might try to move to a three. I try to think that'll be best. We we'll move to a three. We we'll play with how we played towards the ending of the second half with Aspi out right back and then. Which James playing like a right midfielder, then maybe Gallagher and then Jorginho in the pivot. Well, Gallagher will have to be quite defensive everywhere. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't like Leeds. They're a club that I've always hated. Um. They play good football. I give them that. But them as a club and their history, I hate them. But yeah. you know, I feel like honestly, this shouldn't be tough game for us let's let's have it right yeah yeah i don't like Jorginho. he's fine like all you need like uh, what today showed for me is that if you allow georgie to play his game no matter what he will always look like the best player on the pitch yeah so for me i don't have any problem with him i think he can start my only problem is i don't know if kanti or kova will be available that's why, for me, we definitely do need a midfielder because we don't. How can we go into our next game not knowing if one of them are going to be able to start? So, yeah. But I think it'll be good. Like it'll be a good game to watch. Leeds always just run everywhere, but like if we play the game that we're supposed to play, then we will have possession seventy percent of the time anyway. So we just need to be switched on for the counters, kind of like yeah. today. Similar to what happened today, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. I, I I know I know David is the expert um on um Frankie De Jong, but I want to ask Amaka this about Aubameyang. Like, actually, yeah, let's talk about Aubameyang. So we'll talk about Frankie De Jong next. But um, Amaka, what do you think about this Aubameyang situation? Well, I don't think if we're not signing a creative midfielder, mm-hmm. like when I mean creative midfielder, I've said it. The last time a striker prospered under Chelsea, that was Diego Costa. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, he had his sex fabricators behind him and an Eden Hazard. After <laughs> that time, we haven't replaced sex, sesk, and all the strikers we've gotten after that have struggled. You know, giving us you know all those half and half. Like when you talk about a striker, you need a striker that if we want to win the league sincerely, we need a striker that can drop 20 Premier League goals. Yeah, okay, let yeah. me put 15 Premier League goals. Mm-hmm. And then have midfielders too that can bring in like 10, 10, 15. But we do not have that. And I was so disappointed in Kova that a whole Lampard coached you 
and you still yeah. know your goal scoring because when Lampard <laughs> was coaching Chelsea, I told myself that Kova was going to be the next Frank Lampard, like shooting from outside. But he didn't get there. So I'm just going to say, there's no need getting Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang if we're not going to get somebody very creative, like a good turn behind him. Because let's even be sincere, man. We don't create enough chances. And Aubameyang is not even that young anymore to come and do all those running back to take ball and run for. He's just going to be there waiting for the ball. And if the ball doesn't get to him, he's isolated. We will not be playing with him, man. And then at the end of the we'll end up cursing Aubameyang again. Please. So as you're seeing me here, Tuku's system, Tuku has made it obvious that he's, he likes wing play. And that is why he will play play at the back and use full backs and add. He likes his wing play. And then we'll be like Kai Havas, Stain and Stelis. If that is what he wants, then he should get that. But if we want to have a striker, a focal point, a Ronaldo and Aubameyang, then we should be getting a player that can make passing passes. A player that can put five passes into one. A Kevin De Bruyne. You know, even Liverpool, even though they don't have a Kevin De Bruyne, you could see that their attackers, Mane, Salah, Firmino, Luis Diaz, they share that goal-scoring duty. At the end of the day, all of them are bringing in 20, 15, 10. You see why they are up there. Even at City, Sterling, Fifodin, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo, uh, Gondogan, they are sharing the goal-scoring responsibility. Yeah. Our highest was Mount with how many? Followed by a distant seven, then five, then two. Wait, five goals. That is to tell you how poor. Yeah, don't worry. Sorry. Sorry, educators and police. Somebody's Abamian story, Omar, is not even like he's that dead anymore. And then you put him in a team that we we don't even have passers of the ball. Now struggle yeah. with them. And I don't have yeah. strength to be saying Abamian, your father. Just, I don't have <laughs> So I think that's my own. Sorry, sorry. I mean, obviously, I know your stance on Aubameyang, but because okay, you can you can enlighten us before we go to David, because I want to ask him about Frankie Dion. But sorry, what's your take on Aubameyang? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amaka has a point. Mm-hmm. It's true we need somebody more creative because I can't. The problem is I don't look at our team and I say, oh yeah, this guy is the person that creates for us. Mm-hmm. So if we do want a striker, we do need that person. Right. But, 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 and this is a big but, the overlying factor is for me that Tuko wants him. And for me, that is enough to override all of the other stuff. Because I keep, I feel like people keep forgetting. Tuko is a flipping football manager. He's, he knows what he's doing. And today, of all days, showed you he definitely knows what he's doing. Definitely. So, like, if he wants Obama Yang, then he has a reason for it. It's not because, oh, and the other thing is, you everybody is also forgetting that they also, Obama Young is his boy. That's his guy. Yeah. I'm sure that they've talked or something and yeah. he's like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And then he's going to come in and do those things that Tupu wants him to do. I do agree that we definitely, I don't, I don't see Obama Young being somebody that scores 20 goals in the yeah. prayer. Fair enough. But I do think that he could be very useful, especially if he's going to come and be Tuchel's guy. Yeah. Whether that be in helping the mentality of the squad or, you know, scoring goals or creating chances, I do think that... And I think he's going to come back... If he comes back to Prem, he's going to come back with the points to prove. No, fair point. Fair point. And you see, yeah, Aubameyang on his day can be one of the most deadly people in Europe. Let's have it right. 
But I do get the point that he's old, he's past his port. He's, you know, all of, the, all of the points are valid. Like, I won't lie to you. But if Tuchel thinks he can make it work, then me, I won't see, I won't see how it plays out. Simple and when Amaka was talking about Aubameyang, she talked, okay, she wasn't talking about Aubameyang, but she said, okay, we need like, 50, we need a striker that'll score 15 or 20 goals. Then she now mentioned Aubameyang. It now came to my head, okay, maybe I can accept that because if I obviously want to win the league and if Aubameyang is going to win me the league, then cool. Because when you think about that, I have us volley that didn't go in today. If that went in for us, you will win the game. Obviously, I love Kai Havertz, but you get what I mean. I think Aubameyang scores that, even though he's not lefty. And he probably scores it. Probably, yeah. Because I mean, the problem is in the in the striker market and, and creative creative departments. Who are the creative thin right now? That's exactly my point. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Aubameyang would be a very good short term solution, especially if he's going to cost us what fifteen million. But, but what happens to Broyer as well? Because I mean, you Broyer look at Broyer today. Good, but he's not ready. Like, he's just not ready. You can't have... If you told me you want to lead, win the league so bad, how can you be playing with Broya as your striker? Yeah, but he hasn't gotten a first chance. Has he, gotten, he hasn't really gotten a chance, did he? But what I'm saying is, if Aubameyang comes now, um, Broya has to leave because his chance is cleared. You know, in reality, we can actually get Ronaldo. It's not too late to get Ronaldo, but obviously it's expensive. But let's not digress too much. I want to end the... But they, um, David, how about we talk about Frankie De Jong? Do you think... You know, De Jong is coming. Or what's the situation on De Jong? Because I know you talked about like he's a defensive, you know, defensive uh, playmaker and all that in the uh, pivot. What do you think? Say, um, one thing I can say about De Jong is that he can play Jorginho's role and he can play Kovacic's role. That's how good of a player he is. You understand? He comes in, he fixes about two positions. If you want to move to a three, if you want to maintain yeah. the pivot, and his feet strong. Past, I mean, if we're getting Aubameyang, as it's looking like, you definitely have to get you have to get um, the young with him because the young will probably be the person that will be pairing up very well, much with him and finding his wrong. I'm all for yeah. the Aubameyang deal, but yeah. I would I would like to see how the structure is. Not that we get him in then put him on a five year contract or a four year contract. I expect us to get him in, put him like a two year with an option for a third, and. I don't expect Brewer to leave. Brewer can't leave again because it's already too late to start organizing deals for him. There are more than enough games in this season. Uh, I'm sure when the cup, I'm sure when the cup game starts, Brewer will probably be the starter as a nine for the cup games, or through to probably like a final or semi-final against a tough team. And I try to see maybe him starting in one or two games, maybe against Nottingham Forest or Bournemouth or the small teams in the Prem. So there's enough games. Uh, Bamoyan will come in, he will still find games. I mean, he's 33 year old. So, having three strikers is not bad. Uh, I try to see a door well, leaving. A one, a, a one slot. For one man. For is, one slot. Will you say it's just one slot? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, Bamoyan's play on the flank, you know, but it's one slot. You can always, you can always pull a on the flank, Sterling on the right, and then drop Harvard as a nine. Yeah, but it, it goes back to what I said earlier. I don't know about Amaka and Tori, what you guys think, but. I think Sterling was missing in this game today. Like, he didn't really... He wasn't... He obviously, he was influential in the Everton game. But in this particular game, he wasn't as influential. Or even... Inf- he wasn't influential today. I think so it just has to do with the quality of defence. In Everton, they allowed him drive past them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the defenders in sports, no matter how bad they are against us, they, they still did their good work. They didn't align turn. They were always mm-hmm. tight. 
and they didn't allow him driving through the space. They always locked up the space because they were literally in their box sitting for a long time. So I have no issue with Sterling as long as he was able to pick out the good pass for James to equalize, who as always finishes like a striker. Oh yeah, um, that's true. He can't assist to me, he's first. still. I guess. I guess when we face other teams, Sterling will still rack up the goals and assists in the long yeah. run because he's definitely an upgrade on what we have. True. He will eventually get his first Chelsea goal. I think he's looking for bro. If he laid that pass off to friend story altogether yet, but. We move. Um, finally, let's. Amaka, what do you think about the Fofana situation? Because I know <laughs> you're quite. Um, it's a no from me. Like if see on a normal day, on a yeah. normal day, I know the transfer market is crazy. Fofana should not be costing anything more than forty million pounds. You know. <laughs> I said seventy-five million, and it should not cost more than Van Dijk. Seventy-five. Yeah, seventy-five. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> I wish Fofana. I rate for Fana so highly, and Fana. definitely he's better than wait, wait, better than Chaluba right now. But I mean that price, me. that price to me is a little bit too much. And Leicester are just trying to. Yeah, yeah. but Leicester, firstly, Leicester, you guys are forgetting why they're making us pay that record. See, let's not even forget the Maguire situation where mm. they paid Leicester eighty exactly. million for Maguire. Maguire. No, okay. he's he's better than Maguire, but I try feel he use that money. Maguire was yeah. solid at Leicester. He was really solid. As in when, when Leicester lost uh, this, what's his name? The, the uh, Premier League captain winning this day. What's that guy from Twitter? What's his name again? Morgan, Morgan, West Morgan. Morgan, West Morgan. Yeah. He became like a rock alongside the guy that packs his hair. What's that one's name? Uh, her, but that's oh. the thing. You just said Maguire was good under a more experienced defender beside him. I mean, Fofana is better than everybody beside him, and they're older and than him. At Leicester, yeah, but it's yeah. not like he was worth that price that United paid. Leicester don't sell cheap. We need to know that exactly. They don't sell cheap. See, they never sell cheap. So why are you expecting them to sell cheap now? No, but we we we, we got Chua for cheap though, relatively cheap. Chua was relatively cheap. Chua was still forty-five million. Like... Well, we're here like sixty. Initially, we were here in 60. Eventually, exactly. Marina and I did. It was 50 million that should rise to 60. How are you saying that is cheap? Two years ago. That's are what I'm kidding? saying. That's not cheap. Leicester always sell for really expensive prices. So I'm saying for Fana... is so worth that money. But for Fana is their, okay, one that of their that best players. All I want to even say is that, that Chelsea wants to go crazy. 50 million. That they want to go crazy. 50 million. But which one is okay? Chiwell is already an England, you know, a first team player. So I can understand the 50 million rises to what the fuck is for Fana than paying almost 80 million pounds? Yeah. I rather manage Chaloba. I agree, I agree that for fact the money is too much. I definitely agree with that. But I'm saying that let's look at the transfer market, please, for a second. And the like, contract. Yeah, that, thank you. That's what I was getting to. You have to remember, he signed. He signed a long-term contract in February. He's yeah. literally contracted with them until 2027. They can charge us 200 million if they want to. Like, yeah. that is yeah. Yes, but obviously that was because it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's ridiculous to pay on a player that. Okay, let's even say that. Are paying that amount for a proven centre back? Like, okay, maybe well, I give you an example. Wait, 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 wait. If if maybe I was paying that money for 
maybe as Luis Diaz is in Man City now, or maybe mm. the way Van Dijk is in Liverpool and, and Van Dijk mm. is 425, and you tell me to bring it, I'll gladly give it to you because I don't see what it is. But for Fana at Leicester, I beg you. See, for me, I want for Fana at any cost, if I'm being honest. Because I want... No, because right, because look at how I see it. He has a new long-term contract. Leicester always sell for an extortionate amount of money. He is, what, 21? We all... And he's Premier League proven. All of those things in that always... You guys know when you're doing a Prem-to-Prem transfer is a fuck ton of money. That, that's not going to change just because it's Wesley Fofana. Like, my point is that, yes, it's a lot of money, but we both, we all know that, like, if he comes into our team, like, we are now one step closer to our goal. I think that he's very much an upgrade on what we have currently. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's too expensive, but it's an upgrade for sure. If we can strike a, a good balance, I think that this is why you need Marina, actually. I'm saying if you can strike a deal and get the price down like we did with Chilwell, then fair. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying that we should do everything in our power to get him. Because games like today, they're like today, like um like we didn't play well today. But my but if we had him today, we could have played Risa wing back instead of yeah. RCB. So even though he played well. He played well. I'm not saying that he didn't, but I'm just saying that it is the fact that we had to make take that measure in the first place is mm. what I don't like. Do you think Chaloba can fill in for Fofana then? Because Amaka alluded to that in, initially in the episode. Um, think- yes, Chaloba is very good, and I've always been on his hive. Like, like I love that guy. I met him once in London. He's really, really sweet. Yeah. But like, you know, man. He's young. It's the name of the game. You always have a mistake in you. Like yeah. Fofana is young too. Just has more experience than Trevor. That's 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 exactly my point. Like Fofana for somebody so young is very experienced. That's exactly yeah. what you're paying for. Somebody that you don't have to train into making them a good CB. He's already a good CB. Whereas Chaloba, he still needs more time before I can then say, okay, yes, he'll be a consistent starter. But, like, obviously, cup games, all of that stuff, you know, lower prem games, he can do that. But my problem is, in a game like today, I can see him making a mistake. A game that has very high pressure. So... Um, to round up, um, David, um, David, do you have anything to say, like, in regards to the points we just rose, like, Fofana, Trevor, yeah. To add, so, you know. I was all about Trevor and all, but you guys rate him too highly. First of all, I don't rate <laughs> him that much. Um, mm-hmm. He's good bench, but I just feel at a point in time, we'll probably sell him for like 40M and upgrade. Mm-hmm. Because I see, he's not Chelsea quality, let's be honest. He's not wow. like a starter. For Fana, is better than him. Can you say he's not Chelsea quality when you won't even <laughs> let this guy play? This guy is just coming from the academy. Just look at this guy at AC Milan. What's his name? What's his name? What's his uh, name? Tomori, Tomori. Yeah, just look at Tomori. No, uh, just look at when he had Palace. Okay, okay, we'll read it. Yeah, he shit too. See, see, do no, you really want to go Our impatience just make us let these players go. We, we, we let these players go because we're impatient. And uh, now we're going to drop 80 million for Fofana. If we had uh, 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 Tomori, are we going to be? We're still 80 million nope. like 
Nope. I'm not. I'm not advocating to spend ATM on Fofana. I don't know, but I'm not <laughs> saying Chaluba is good enough for. He's not just good enough for me. Say he's he might be from the academy, he can be from anywhere. But the fact of the matter is that he doesn't start in a two pairing for me. He's not good enough in a two. I've seen him in a two. His position awareness and his 1v1s are horrible. And he's not fantastic on the ball. So why? Like, I can keep him for bench, no problem, against the cop teams and all those things. Sure, but as a starter, no. There's a reason why Tushel was benching him after a while. You can say development, but I know. But I know a developing team. We're not ready to develop. If you want him to develop, loan him out. Get him back when he has gotten enough game time and has proved himself in a defense. Then, okay, you can shoot him straight and in. Like, you don't bro her. I'm not saying sell bro her. Bro her to me, with a few more games, I've seen it in him. He can try to be a starter. But I don't see it in Chaluba right now. He was playing well. But after a while, I benched him. Because, yeah, you can say he's young and he has off and on. But that those, I would like to say, like, I've seen Coyle play, Levy. And, yes, the hype was around him was a lot, but... There's a vibe and there's a feeling on when he's defending that you understand that, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. So Loba is too erratic to play in it too. You will see from that time he considered that goal to Liverpool, that he went with his head when your leg is there. <laughs> so, you understand? Yeah, okay, okay. There are some situations okay. he was in, even yeah. in that cup final against Diaz. Not because Diaz is a bomb that just does freestyle and doesn't know how to finish. We are meant to have been getting like three, but how many times he caught him and then play this to the right. You understand? I meant to be at 3 0 down. You know, so just pure luck that Diaz didn't know how to what, finish. If there was what, money, what, what those would get there. What defender does Diaz not turn inside out? What defender I mean, does Diaz doesn't even turn Aspi. Diaz, Diaz was not That's even true. serious with with uh, Chaluba. He was That's just true. playing. I'm serious. I, Diaz doesn't turn Aspi. Aspi is like one of the best <laughs> one viewers. He might be slower now, but there are some situations <laughs> you get yourself in. You he don't allow. <laughs> And I think after the first few minutes, yeah, Chaloba stood his ground and owned it. I yeah, don't yeah. Know. No, not first few minutes, but the first whole half. I don't know James had to switch to right center way, back. I don't think that guy got the better of Chaloba more than two, three times. And Chaloba stood his ground and owned it all through that game. And he played. He, did, he stood his. I didn't say he was falling down, but he kept allowing Diaz caught onto his right and taking the shot on. It was until James got it back, had to be dragged back towards the second half. That we stopped seeing Diaz. I mean, if that was money, that those are like two goals already. Diaz doesn't know how to finish. That's why we even were even entertaining the fact that oh, Chaluba stood on his feet. You see, Chaluba as a starter in a two, if you want to switch to a back four, doesn't start beside Kulibali. It just doesn't happen. He's not composed David, enough. David, He's not an excellent passer. David, are you referring to the Carabao Cup final, FA Cup final? Just so we're clear. Carabao Cup, Carabao Cup. Well, no, I'm not talking about the FA. Okay, because I think he had a decent Carabao. Because obviously Diaz turned him right, left, center, but eventually he grew, he grew into the game. No, do you know? But, it was even that FA Cup that actually I felt um, after like. Wait, did Diaz did Diaz start the FA Cup? Yeah, yeah I did. It started. It was even like after like two or two, two times that Diaz had that actually was solid in the FA Cup, and I gave him that and he gave that pass for Lukaku's chance on goal. But in the Carabao Cup that he came in. Uh, he was he was he was totally off it, and see, I'm all about him in the back three, right center back. Sure, why not? We can we can try that again this season, no problem. But in, if you're saying future in the back two, and you plan on switching a four, no, he's not comfortable on the ball enough, and it's way too erratic. I mean, there's a reason why we're trying to upgrade. I mean, I'm not the coach, but I'm seeing what the coach is talking about. 
won't be running after Fofana right now, even though it's cheaper if we had gotten Kunde, but his height and everything. But I mean, nah. we can definitely go and find yeah. someone for 50M somewhere. It can't be that hard, can it? Let's do this, yeah. This this discussion will be continued some other time because if we keep going on and on, we'll not finish this conversation. But yeah, we'll continue this conversation. Don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure to remind Dion Amaka about this precisely because it seems like you guys have a point to prove. Finally, 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 final topic. Um, just a yes or no. If you want to elaborate, it's fine. But just a yes or no. Do you think Mendy is entitled to a new contract right now. I mean, bearing in mind, because I know Amaka, last time, I think last time we spoke, we said uh, Mendy um, is earning peanuts. Okay, maybe it was not you, maybe somebody else. But do you guys think Mendy, do you think it's right time for, no, no, sorry. Do you think Mendy's entitled to a new contract? Yes or no? Right. Yes, of course. Review his contract. Yes. All right. All right. I would, I would say no. <laughs> no but to be yeah, fair, he's earning he peanuts. Though. Yeah, he's earning peanuts. He's earning peanuts. See, is any peanuts, but there's a reason why Marina puts him on those peanuts. He's 30 years for God's sake. How many how many years contract do you want to give him? I mean, if he's an upgrade or his correct wages, I'm all for that. Can upgrade his wages. No, too. but I'm I'm talking about but if it's an extension and like maybe a renewal of like six years on this, that would be absolutely mental from us. Also, let's he's be real. GKs can play football for a very long time. Let's have yeah, it. Right yeah, but he's not he's not no your level, he's not um who's that guy in? Or black. Uh, but it's I'm not those levels. That if Mandy keeps himself fit, he can play. He can play easily for a very like I. I if you if we gave him an a five year contract, I wouldn't mind. Especially because he he's earning nothing. He needs to earn more. To be honest, like he earns less than flipping Malangsa. Yeah. I'm all for him getting an upgrade, but extensions like when he's thirty five, uh, no. Except you're getting you're moving him to like back up because see, he's. Um, see, he doesn't offer enough for me to say put him on on a on a six year contract, take him to like that six, like Noya or, or Black or the rest. So I, I'm I, up for I, I'm not great though. Is any penis that is a fact? Too low for a first a first team keeper for Chelsea. Yeah, I think he deserves a raise because Aspi got a raise last week, so he deserves not last week, sorry, you know what I mean. The new contract to Chelsea. Got. I think he deserves a raise. Um, okay, wait, finally, I know I said finally, but finally again, yes or no? Should Mendy have saved? Do wait, wait. Let me give him credit first. He made a lot of great saves today, especially the last corner. He made a great save. Don't get me wrong. But do you think he should have saved the um? What he had to Pierre? Um, well, you know what's his name? I can't pronounce his name. P- the Dutch, the Danish guy. Pierre yeah. Do you think he should have saved that effort, Mendy? Ordinarily, he would, but he didn't see it. Yeah, that 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 Richarlison blocking his view. You know, because Kulibali actually, you know, as see. I, Mendy didn't see that. He saw that he was saving it. He's, he's a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. David, how about you? What do you think? You know, <laughs> told me. You know, when, once that game came, when the goal went in, I, I was already on Mendy's neck. But yeah. after I saw it back, yeah, definitely he didn't see it on time. Actually, I think fair he could enough. have. Yeah, he could have gotten a touch on it and probably hit, pushed it out. Yeah, fine, fine. On that note, thank you guys for coming. Tori, would you like to round us up? Sure. Um... Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you to everyone for coming. <laughs> Is that all I meant to say? Yeah, it was such a, it was such a fun conversation as well. Like, I, I, I feel bad Judah couldn't make it. I, he can make it, but he couldn't make it at the same time. Hopefully, we get to have 
you know you guys again so i can introduce everybody together cheers guys so i'll talk to you guys soon again and thank you for listening to the essential podcast